Hi, I'm Craig. And I'm Linda. And this is the Indie Travel Podcast at IndieTravelPodcast.com. This week it's episode 283 and we're talking about travel reviews. That's right, but first of all, let's talk about what we've been up to because it feels like it's been ages since we've had a chance to sit down in front of the microphone and record a podcast. I don't understand. Like two or three weeks. I think it's three weeks. It's it's ludicrous. I mean, I understand when we're traveling full time, sometimes, you know, we miss one and we, we catch up the next week, but we're stopped. <laughs> <laughs> we've been in Berlin for seven weeks. Okay, we've been away a couple of times, but there's just no excuse. I don't understand. It's it's ludicrous. It's crazy how being in one place is almost more busy than being out on the road. I suppose we just haven't found a really good routine mm. and system to get into. So we're very sorry for those of you who have been waiting with bated breath. If you've been waiting with bated breath, probably should go to a doctor at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes, here we are. We have a new podcast for you. Yes. So yeah, life in Berlin has been good. We've been spending lots of it uh, in our apartment, but then we've also been up to Rostock for a week. Mm-hmm. And, well, we didn't uh, really stay in Rostock. I was in I was in Vornemunde for a few days and hang out with my friend Anna. And then she and I met you at the bus station. Went up to her family holiday home up in uh, in Vustro, and that was really lovely. We had such a great weekend. Yeah, it's a neat little area that not many foreigners know about and many people in the south of Germany that we spoke to haven't heard of it either but oh, it's, it's super north <laughs> kind of a yeah it's at the very north that's a uh, a peninsula that kind of reaches out a little bit into the north sea yeah um and yeah just beautiful little beachside towns with all the kind of holiday cafes and kind of beachside shops and stalls that you'd you'd expect mm-hmm. it's lovely yeah, the town that we were in wasn't really on the beach. It had a harbour, kind of a... Was it on a river or... No, it was on the estuary. It was on the estuary, yeah, or the lagoon, really. Lagoon, yeah. We're still not quite sure what it's called. Was it called in German? Uh, Boden. A Boden, yeah. So we've, yeah. Got to, we've got to look that up and find out what that actually is because, yeah, it's um, an area that's half seawater and half freshwater and, uh, yeah, often surrounded with just a little bit of an inlet. So I thought it would be an estuary. Craig thinks it's a lagoon. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, if you want to go somewhere in Germany where you won't find any expats or foreign tourists, head up there. It's worth the visit. Yeah, it was lovely. We ate lots of fish. And uh, yeah, in, in Berlin, I was about to say in Germany, in uh, <laughs> Berlin, we've been playing host to some guests that have come. Uh, my sister was here for a week and now I've got some friends over from Jerez where we lived last winter uh, and they've come up to visit us here. Yeah, it's been quite fun. We've been doing a little bit of touristy things, although we have had spectacularly bad luck. Uh, they, they went off and did things. They, they arrived on Wednesday, and on Thursday and Friday they went off and did things by themselves. And on Saturday we thought, okay, we'll, we'll do some touristy things, and we went down to Potsdam, which was fine. We took them to the New Garden, and we went for lunch, and then we went to go to the San Francisco Park. And we found a beer garden, yes. and it, like a microbrewery at the awesome. very north end of the Neuer Park. It yeah. was great. Yeah, that was a surprise. Very pleasant. But we went to go to San Susi Park and it was closed for an event and they wanted to charge us 48 euros per person to go in. And we said, well, no. Mm. So we went home and collapsed because we were quite tired. Then on Sunday, we went to the um, the markets at the, the Mile Park. Park. And that was really nice. And we had really good street food. And we thought, okay, we'll go back to Potsdam. That'll be fine because we've got our day pass. We got there and it started to rain. <laughs> and it started to rain quite heavily. So a walk around the park really wasn't on the cards. So we, we wasted about an hour and a half in trains getting <laughs> there and back again. 
But it just went to show how easy it is to get around the Berlin public transport mm. system. It was about 16 euros for a, a full 16, day 17. pass for every zone in Berlin and all of the Potsdam public transport. And that card was valid for up to five people. Mm. So it worked out to four euros each uh, for the four of us for a full day of transport everywhere in the, the extended city. Yeah. It was great. It was really great. And on the Saturday when we were in Potsdam for the first time, we hopped on and off buses and trams and trains. And it was really, really useful. Mm. So we like that. <laughs> we do indeed. Um, what else has been happening? We had Peter Parker here who runs Travel Unmasked. Um, he came and stayed for a night. And then yesterday we met up with him and some other bloggers um, out in um, kind of Friedrichshain, Kreuzberg. Yeah. And that was really nice. Hopefully we'll see some more of those people over the next week or two. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about going to a street food thing on Thursday and mm. have some people here on Friday. So that should be really fun. Yeah. We've been quite bad about We haven't hung out with many bloggers and there are heaps and heaps of bloggers here. So it'll be good to see some more. Yeah, before we, before we leave. And speaking of leaving, leaving we've, got, we've got plans. I yeah, think it's amazing. I think that's why we haven't had time to record any podcasts. I've been trying to get stuff sorted for the next three or four months. Yeah, ages ago we bought tickets from Kuala Lumpur to Melbourne because my sister's just had a baby and I want to meet, meet him. And uh, we found these cheap flights. And she's based in Melbourne. And she's based in Melbourne. So we can get from Melbourne to Christchurch quite easily to get back to New Zealand. But... We had to work out how to get to Kuala Lumpur, and I spent ages looking and looking and looking, although I was talking to someone last night, and he said he found return flights to Bangkok for 400 euros. Nice. Couldn't believe it. But anyway, I found some, finally found some flights from Rome to Kuala Lumpur for 350 euros, one way, which is a very good price, and uh, we bought them, which is very exciting. We also decided that we're going to go to Ireland for a week, which should be quite interesting. Yeah, I've been asked to be on staff at a thing called the Blog House, which is kind of like a, a three-day blogging boot camp. So we live in a castle, and um, there's half a dozen staff members and half a dozen students, and yeah, you get to learn about travel blogging and ask any questions. There are people there that are great at PR or great at writing and photography. And so you can do like little mini workshops and different things. And I'm going to be the, the tech geek in residence. <laughs> um, so yeah, it should, it should be, be good. Interesting. And because of that, we've decided to stay on and go to TBX as well, which is a travel blogging conference. Yeah. So yeah, lots of work in Ireland, and then we'll be flying down to Croatia and finally exploring the Balkans. Yes, I'm so excited. We're only going to have three weeks, and we want to visit five or six countries. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll fly to Croatia, and I want to go to Albania, Macedonia, Montenegro, Kosovo, and Bosnia-Herzegovina. And then we'll go into Greece, and from Greece we'll fly into Rome. And I'm quite excited about Rome. We've been to Rome before, but only for a couple of days. So yeah, and have two or three ages days. ago, back yeah. in our very first European train trip, the yeah. first time we had URL passes. And we arrived um, on an overnight train, yeah. had one night in Rome, and left on the overnight train the next, the next day. day. So we so had two full days, but no awake time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it will be nice going back and seeing it while awake. Yeah, that should be really good. Yeah. What am I getting out to Pompeii, actually, if we, yeah, if we can that. book that in? That would be nice. Cool. So yeah, so those are the plans from Berlin to Ireland into the Balkans and then we're flying through Sri Lanka. It'll be our first time flying with Sri Lankan Airlines mm -hmm. um, going from yeah, Rome, Rome, Sri Lanka, Sri Lanka, 
Kuala Lumpur, a few mm-hmm. days there, and then down to Melbourne, and a bit of time there, and then we need to get down to New Zealand before Christmas. We try and do one Christmas at home every two years. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, back to New Zealand for November, probably, before the price rise in, in, uh, in Christmas airline tickets. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's all go. And it's crazy because we, we only have six more weeks here in, in Berlin. I had an adventure yesterday because... We knew that we were going to be in Germany for longer than three months, which is how long as a New Zealander I'm allowed to stay here. And we looked into lots of different options for visas. There was a working holiday visa. There was like a, a spouse's residence visa. And uh, we applied for um, an appointment to get the spouse's visa because Craig's got a British passport. I can stay here as the wife of, of a, an EU citizen. Waited for the appointment for three weeks. Got to it. Had to wait for about 20 minutes for my number to come up. And it turned out we'd got the wrong appointment. The appointment we had was for people with German husbands and wives, I suppose. So she's just got upstairs and take a number. And I thought, no, taking a number, that's terrible. I have to wait for months in this office. Waited five minutes, went in and talked to a lady, and uh, everything just seemed to go really quickly and easily. Oh, we were out the door within half an hour of that point. Yeah. And they decided they couldn't be bothered doing, like, a full visa for just the couple of extra months we wanted to be here. It's like six extra weeks. So I've got this hilarious letter that's one sentence and two lines long saying that Linda Martin, passport, date of birth, blah, 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 is allowed to stay in the country until the state, full stop. Craig has a great idea of taking our Ryanair tickets because we bought our tickets to Dublin already and uh, taking those in and saying, look, we are leaving, honest. (laughs) But they couldn't believe it. They're like, what? Why, why do you want a residence for such a short time? I said, well, I really like Germany. And, and I, I wanted to be here for longer than three months I'm allowed. She said, but it's so short. I'm like, well, five months isn't really that short. <laughs> <laughs> she smiled and nodded. It was quite funny. <laughs> yep, yep. But it all worked out in the end. Yeah, I'm so stoked. I'm really excited. Well, um, as well as catching you up on what we've been up to, we wanted to do a bit of a roundup on some of the accommodation and transport reviews and things to do that have been going on. Uh, You can find all of these and a whole lot more over at reviews.indietravelpodcast.com or just visit the homepage and you'll see see the reviews section in the menu. Yeah, I mean, we've been trying to build up this review section because it's it's useful, I think, to be able to look at someone else's experience of a place before you mm. go. And we've got lots of different sections like accommodation, transport, things to do, books, there's a gear section, there's apps, there's all sorts. Mm. And uh, yeah, if you're interested in reviewing things and having them published on Indie Travel Podcast, you can contact us through the site and we'll try and put you together with uh, with a product or uh, accommodation or uh, thing to do that fits <laughs> where you are and would, would help other people in the audience. Well, recently we've been writing quite a lot of reviews because we had this awesome trip through Germany and we've been doing a lot of really great things like staying in great places. So the accommodation section is quite packed with German accommodation at present. Uh, and uh, the reviews reflect how, how great we found it, I think. Yeah, we've encountered a really high level of... Oh, interesting stuff Mm -hmm. as we've come around and so yeah the service has been generally very high here in Germany and we've found some yeah just special places quite by accident most of the time. Mm -hmm. What would be your pick? I mean I really liked the Nuremberg YHA just because we're staying in a castle Mm -hmm. and the location was really good. Yeah 
Yeah, well, I'm going back to Nuremberg in uh, two or three weeks. I'll be there just for a couple of days, and I'm going to be staying at the Nuremberg YHA again. Oh, so, cool. yeah, I I did like it. I thought the breakfast wasn't as good as some of the others, but still, it was a very solid breakfast for a hostel. It's a very very big hostel, and it had to cater for a large number of people because mm. it caters to a lot of school groups. So I think in that case, you've got to simplify. And yeah. I think they did it quite well. Yeah, but I mean the places. Beautiful, really well designed, really nice. Um, but yeah, you do get lots of big school groups coming through. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's one of the, the few options in town, and it's certainly the best in terms of hostels. Yeah. Speaking of breakfast, the breakfast at Hostel Kung was one of the best. I, yes. I think, I think I, I remember you saying that that was your favorite. I, I would not go anywhere else in Cologne now. That's the <laughs> only place I want to stay. Yeah. Um, the rooms were perfect, the communal areas were warm and comfortable, and the breakfast was just out of this world. It's and available mentioning... until 11 on weekdays yeah. and 12 o'clock on weekends, and that's breakfast done right. It's worth mentioning that it's not a hostel in the, in the sense that a lot of people think of, that they don't have dorm rooms for with individual beds mm. if you've got four people you can get a room with four beds yeah you you six. book you book the room not yeah. the bed so um and the prices reflect that they're a bit higher but quite reasonable yeah. and i quite liked it because it was very professional very nice and even quite a lot of business people stay there in the double rooms yeah so it was it was a really nice place to stay but it still has such a nice warm communal feeling mm-hmm. i don't know how they've managed to capture both sides of that but no. they've done it really well um, Superboot was nice as well. They had a good breakfast too. But it was quite quirky. Yeah. Uh, and they have two hostels in, in Hamburg, and we went to the one in St. Pauli, which was quite conveniently, conveniently located for the Reeperbahn. About a 15-minute walk, I suppose. And I really liked their decorations. Like, they had a, a nautical theme, and the beds, the headboard was made of fishing net and things like that. It was really mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, it was, everything was kind of custom designed and custom built. And we sat down with the manager and you could just see his enthusiasm for all of these little <laughs> design quirks yeah, everywhere. It he was, was awesome. He was really hands-on and really kind of inspirational mm-hmm. seeing seeing his face light up as he talked about a, a wall made of bottles that you could pull apart and put back together. That was or, really cool. You know, like the wheelbarrow all of, chairs. All of this different stuff. Mm-hmm. It was great. And uh, we also stayed in the Boulot residence in uh, Dresden, which was very nice. It's a boutique hotel, and uh, their breakfast was spectacular. I think yes. that's my favorite. Well, that was, uh, yeah, a four-star hotel with a Michelin-starred chef mm-hmm. designing the breakfast menu. <laughs> so that is a, a step up from your normal hostels. They also had the, the Boulot Palais, which mm-hmm. was... Five stars. Five stars, 50 meters away, and had a spa, gym, and conference facilities. Mm-hmm. And you could use the facilities there. So it was great. Yeah. A cigar lounge as well. Yeah, I think the, the mm-hmm. residence was kind of achievable luxury you know if you want to splash mm. out then especially if you're booking through booking.com they quite often have um yeah. discounts on there yeah uh, around 100 euros a night it was on, 140 for two yeah. people something like that but they, they had some really amazing deals and um yeah also in dresden we stayed at the hostel Lollis. Uh, hollis lollis that's right i always want to call it hollis but i know <laughs> that's wrong that was amazing um, that was quite fun we uh our room was on the third floor and when we opened the door to our room, there was a car sitting in front of us, one of these old school East German Trabis. And um, 
Yeah, they had converted that into a single bed by ripping out the back seat and putting in a mattress. Mm-hmm. Um, and we didn't end up sleeping in there because we couldn't fit two in there comfortably. So we slept on the... Um, it's like a what's platform it called? above like it, a, a mezzanine. A mezzanine, yeah, a mezzanine platform up above. Um, but when you flicked on the, the lights to the room, the headlights of the car came on. It was awesome. And so it was, it was really fun. It was fantastic. Um, well, that's been a lot of our accommodation recently, because yeah. here in Berlin we're more. renting an apartment. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there's lots of other stuff there, of course. Um, transport, well, lately, as we've been going through all of these German cities, we've been using lots of city cards. So city cards are interesting beasts, because mm. sometimes you buy them and they give you public transport for so many days, plus a discount on different things in the city normally kind of 10 to 20 percent was what we found Mm -hmm. or you get these cards which are all inclusive and you can go to any museum or gallery in the city pretty much for the price of the card and often the prices of the cards city to city are within five euros of each other but the value that you get out of it like being able to go to 20 galleries for Mm -hmm. free or getting 10 percent off galleries that normally cost five to 40 euros that's not so exciting i really like the ones where you get public transport and everything included because quite often i'll go to a city and i'll think okay well i want to go to one thing and then i'll I'll get a city card and i'll end up doing heaps because you know i've already got the card and i might as well do it and it means we get to see a lot more (laughs) sometimes that's a bad idea because we get (laughs) (laughs) completely wrung out but i think it's really worth looking into the details of the card before you buy it because if you assume that it's going to be one way or the other then you might be unpleasantly surprised mm. uh, we found the nuremberg card to be one of the best it's a i think it was a two-day card mm-hmm. now this one it's a two-day card so it's two consecutive days it's not 48 hours quite often when you validate a card say so you validate it at two o'clock it's validated until two o'clock two days later in this case no it's two calendar days but uh Transport included, entrance to museums is included, and quite a lot. I mean, we couldn't do everything we wanted to. I mean, we worked really hard in those two days <laughs> to see everything, and we still, I think we saw about 80% of things. Mm. But, wow. <laughs> uh, there's also reviews of uh, some of the transport we've been using, like Leo Express in the Czech Republic, which is an alternative train service to it the national great. service. And uh, the budget European airline Wizz Air is on there. Mm-hmm. I think we've got a Ryanair review on there as well. Things yeah. like that. So um, we're beginning to build all of this up. And of course, we can't use everything or fly every airline. So please, if you've got time to write up a review, get in touch. Um, lots of lots and lots of things to do, um, but maybe the walking tours in San Francisco looked really interesting. Yeah, Jane, I don't know how to say her name, Jane Lior, <laughs> wrote a review about walking tours and also about the pop-up culture, which is really interesting. I didn't know about it. Lots of these little businesses that are popping up, and they use another business's premises for a few hours a week. So it might be a flower stand that's open inside a cafe, something like this, Mm -hmm. and it's only open for certain hours. Sometimes it's open at the same time as the first business. Sometimes the first business is closed at that time. For example, it might be a bar that's open from 6, and it has a cafe in that building on Tuesdays and Thursdays in the morning. And it's really interesting. Apparently it's happening all over the city. Yeah, it sounded really fascinating. Um, 
us and some deliciousness. We did some walking tours um, and eating tours, some mm. food tours uh, with Eat the World in Hamburg and also in Kreuzberg here in Berlin. And I really enjoyed them and we found some new favorite places to go. Oh my goodness, it's dangerous, these food tours. <laughs> so great though, especially the one here in Berlin because it was a very, very hot day and one of the stops was an ice cream stand. We got ice cream. Yeah. Very welcome. Yeah, it was nice getting some uh, some tea as well, like strong, sweet Turkish mm-hmm. tea. And for some reason, I don't know how your body does it, but when you drink hot drinks on a hot day, your body kind of regulates itself a bit better. Mm. And that just felt nice and refreshing. Yeah. That's great. Uh, well, we've got half a dozen books that have been reviewed recently. Um, Matt Kipnis's How to Travel the World on $50 a Day. Um, the Day-by-Day Travel Books by Fromers. Uh, or Fromers? I don't know. It's an American name. I'd say it Fromers. I'd but... say Fromers. Okay. I suppose we should find that out. <laughs> yeah, it's probably Fromers. Um, and... I'd spell it one M if it was Fromers. Well, it's not your last name, is it? No, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> and um, a book called Eating Out and Traveling on the Paleo Diet for those that are interested in both diets and travels. Yeah, now I'm not a big fan of the paleo diet, but I do like the fact that if you have allergies or if you think, well, my diet has to be limited for whatever reason, or if you've chosen to go on a, a restricted diet, you don't have to stop traveling. And that's the big thing. This guide is encouraging you to travel and I am for anything that encourages people to travel. So I definitely liked the book. It was, And I learned a lot of new recipes because I've been trying to eat a bit more healthily and uh, picked yeah. up a couple of things from that. So we have a good. kitchen to an experiment with at the moment. Yeah. So. Yeah, well, it's always worth it if you pull some new recipes out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been talking about clothing as well. Um, I've been focusing on the lower body with a review <laughs> of Adventure Underwear, which is a great product um, and the Kickstarter campaign I think might still be on by the time we publish this it might be over it'll be near the end anyway and um, uh, they're also available for purchase online and also adventure (laughs) underwear yeah so it's very comfortable boxes for men um, merino wool and they also have two waterproof pockets plastic pockets uh, inside so the idea is if you want to go diving um, and or even surfing, surfing, or surfing or swimming, something more casual, instead of leaving your wallet and your keys under your towel on the beach with your smartphone and just praying no one comes and walks away with it, um, you can put all of these things in your undies, in these waterproof pouches. And they've been tested and approved by uh, one of the scuba organizations down to so many feet and blah, blah, blah. And... I have been using them recently when we've been going on day hikes and things like that. Um, Because if it starts bucketing down, well, I can take my cell phone from my pocket and put it in the waterproof pouch. And uh, yeah, I don't need to worry about things getting water damaged. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm just annoyed. Are there ones for girls? Not yet. They're working Mm -hmm. on designs. But, you know, you normally women's undies are a bit more sheer than guys and you need space for a pocket in there somewhere that's true and you know guys normally have a bit more spare material around the top of the trousers and things like that so i think that's a technical challenge they have yet to uh yet to cross off the list yeah it's the same with the other thing you reviewed i'm just i'm just bitter because (laughs) both of these products are really awesome and only available for guys 
Yeah, well, the other one is the uh, the Bluffs work trousers. No, Bluff works trousers, mm-hmm. and um, they are trousers, but made of a, a yeah, <laughs> yeah. You see, I'm good at this. I'm good at this. Um, they're trousers, but they're made of a synthetic material, which has a good memory to it, and it means that you um, don't need to iron them so much. So most of the time, you can just wash them and hang them out. And they're ready to go. Um, they're designed to be able to be worn for multiple days. And I found they've replaced jeans for me because they're lighter in my bag and they're a bit more dressy. And I normally like to dress a bit more casual. Um, so having a pair of, you know, kind of more dressy trousers, kind of like khakis, I guess. But Well, you've got the, um, the beige color ones, haven't you? And yeah. I think you can also get them in brown and gray. And I would have gone with gray just because it's more versatile. Mm. But they look nice, and if you wear a t-shirt with them, you know, you dress them down, and if you wear a shirt... Yeah, and so that flexibility is really good. But yeah, they they dry quickly, um, which jeans don't, and they're a lot lighter than jeans, Mm -hmm. so a double win in my book. Yeah, the only problem we had with them was when they were put in a dryer. And it was so annoying, it was so annoying. They were put in a dryer, not by us, and... um, she put it on a really, really high heat, which left creases in very unfortunate places. Right. And it was oh, everywhere. Everywhere. Over 100% yep. of the surface area. Yes. It also completely destroyed a shirt, which I had just bought. I had to take back and shrunk some of your gear. And so, yeah, it was we just had a, a bad experience it was, with this drying. It was, it was a disastrous drying experience. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's. But yeah, good. so it was a bit difficult to, to iron it out. But it, after a while, it's, it's eventually come out and mm. it's looking really good again. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's some of the stuff that we've been up to and some of the reviews that we've done recently. We are um, hopefully over our crazy period of, of settling in here in Berlin and we'll be able to get back to, to doing podcasts more regularly. Yeah, we've but, only got six more weeks. I know. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of exciting travels coming up for us and uh, some interviews I'd like to try and get done over the next few weeks So, because um, there's lots of interesting people doing lots of interesting stuff right now. The Mongol rally is back on oh, and yeah. uh, been following a couple of teams there. So I'm hoping to speak with them as they finish up in the next week or so. Awesome. And um, yeah, just all sorts of interesting people doing interesting stuff. Yeah. Well, we'll leave you there. So that's us for this week. Until next week, travel well.